Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome again to another episode of uh, Doors Within Growth Markets. Um, and I'm really honored and I'm just super grateful to have with me here Gwen, Gwenyaga Ghana. Actually, it's a close relative of mine, but a very amazing guy um, doing some incredible work in Ghana. I'm just going to read a brief bio about him. And, um, and please apologize to a fellow family member, friend, um, that if I didn't pronounce the name correctly first, but you know, Ghana is currently an MBA candidate at at Harvard Business School, and the co-founder of Garage Mobility, an auto tech startup transforming uh, transportation for Africa. Uh, previously worked at Boeing as the product manager within Boeing Product Development Organization, uh, where he led a team on a new platform development initiative. So Ghana graduated from Georgia Tech, great school with a BS in electrical engineering and an, and an MS in data analytics. Uh, he also co-founded uh, Cable Threads, an African-inspired clothing brand, and he's a, and he's a casual bartender. <laughs> so, um, so Ghana, uh, thanks again for being here. I know you have a very busy schedule. Uh, super grateful that you're here to share your story about garage mobility. So welcome to the podcast and please, um, yeah, just a little bit about yourself and I apologize if I pronounce it first. <laughs> no, no, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, I guess I can tell, tell you quickly about my background. Sure. Um, so I grew up in Cameroon. I grew up in Douala. I uh, spent most of my years there. Went to a boarding school called Sacred Heart uh, College uh, for seven years. I left home when I was, I say, roughly 10 years old. Um, went to school for seven years. Um, and then following that is when I started my, my journey at Georgia Tech. Um, did a couple of years, I was studying electrical engineering. Uh, that's kind of when I got into entrepreneurship. Uh, tried a couple of different things, uh, none of them worked out, but all like amazing learning experiences, going from like an idea to actually building something and launching it on like the App Store and Play Store. That, that was super cool to me. Awesome. Uh, then, uh, kind of following there, I was fortunate to get a position uh, um, in Seattle. So I, I worked worked at Boeing. Uh, amazing, amazing years of development, both like technically, but also like working a lot of soft skills, um, navigating large companies, and and working a lot of a lot of senior folks. So th those are amazing, amazing years. Got got the opportunity to be uh, on the design team for some future airplanes, which was kind of kind of cool to see all of that start from scratch. And then, you know, it's an idea by some people and then they actually start designing the plane and you see prototypes and that, that, that was super cool. Um, and then uh, again, entrepreneurship has always been uh, something that I want to do, uh, I like to do. And I, I think around maybe a year or so ago, maybe two years ago, it, it's a problem that I used to always face where my dad still is in Cameroon today, and I was based in Seattle. You know, he takes his car to the shop, and they're charging him ridiculous prices, like five x for for you know to get parts to fix his car. So he starts reaching out to me, and so I'll go on eBay, you know, like sourcing parts, you know, figuring out if it's the right part that goes into the right car. You know, mm -hmm. like to talk to his mechanic, right? All right, that's the part. So I buy it on eBay, ship it all the way to Cameroon, or find somebody who's flying back. Just a painful, painful process. Um, and I had a good friend of mine who had actually built a company on the continent before and, and exited it, uh, Cedric, who was my co 
finding out. So I reached out to him. I was like, dude, this is my biggest problem. There's got to be a better way for you to, 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 to be able to just get parts on the continent. Right? This makes absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. So that, that's sort of how it started. Um, from there, we just kind of went through the motions, research. We, we actually flew to Accra, uh, met a couple of mechanics. Um, went to the big parts market just to, to have a good sense of, of the market. Um, yep. So we spent, spent a lot of time in places where, you know, it's funny, our friends on the ground would be like, why would you guys go to that market? Nobody goes there. But, you know, we, we were doing our research, so we, we did that. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's how it all started. Um, today, today we're, we have a small team on the ground that's executing. Um, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Thanks so much for sharing. And I, I, I do think sometimes, I mean, a lot of great companies start with personal, um, like a personal experience. And I think second too, like having a co-founder that has had the experience building something on a continent has a, is a huge plus um, as well. And I think third, you know, like Ghana is also a very good place to begin with, uh, um, uh, like you know, building something of that, that, of that magnitude. So thank, thank you so much for sharing. And just to piggyback on that, uh, we respect to how we get, how you guys got started. Um, and as, as I said, you know, uh, or maybe you have already uh, alluded to this, but um, can you just add, uh, give us what you saw um, once you were on the ground? Uh, how did you experience, like, how did you see the challenges that you, you know, you, you like, what were the challenges that you could actually experience, that you experienced while you were in Ghana, in Ghana? And also on the flip side, how, how was that? Um, how do you see as an opportunity for guys, for you guys to really say, okay, this is it. Uh, let me spend a few months or probably the next few years uh, building this incredible idea. Yeah, I think that the best way to explain, I can tell you a story of a lady that we met um, and her experience getting getting her car service. Awesome. Uh, her name, her name Gifty is, is was her first name. And I don't know exactly how she heard about Garage because we're still quite early. We weren't really doing a lot, uh, but we had a few flyers out, right? We're, we're giving, put, giving some flyers to our team to go hand out so people know a little bit about us. Mm-hmm. So we get a call from her. Um, she has, uh, she's somebody who works, she has, she has a, a nine to five job and she needed her car to get fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened, she had reached out to some mechanic Yep. And the guy had gone to the market, bought some parts, put it to her, told her these, all of these were going to cost 900 cities. Mm. Uh, and, you know, we're like, this makes, this makes no sense. Um, you know, yeah. she called us to say, you know, this mechanic is charging 900 cities. I have no idea what, what, what I should actually be paying. That's about 150 bucks. Yep. So we, you know, we, yeah, we, 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 we talk to her and, and we go, we go to the market. One of our, one of our teammates goes to the market sources the exact same part and mm. realize it's 300 CDs, 50 bucks. Mm. So the guy literally charged her three X for, for parts. I mean, she's a lady, she's busy, she's, she's, she's working. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't have time to go to the market, right? Um, so, so, I mean, this is just one story of somebody getting ripped off and being charged three X, but it's like, it's, it's, it's a similar story. You talk to a lot of folks, even our friends on the ground, you know, we're telling them this is what we're working on. They're like, yeah. I have a story about some mechanic that did X, Y, Z, and I had to pay this amount. And so for us, it was like, you know, there's an opportunity, one, to create some friends in the market. 
but also we, we, we quickly realized that uh, there's a huge supply chain problem. Mm-hmm. The reason you're paying that huge amount is because oftentimes what you want is not really available. Uh, and so the few people that have it, uh, they can charge you a crazy, crazy amount. And then you're either too busy to go source from like 10 different places to find who can actually give it to you at the best price. And so we figured out this, there's room here for somebody to come in, create a little bit more transparency, improve the supply chain for parts, and then eventually help people be able to get what they want at the right price. So that, that, that's, that's the sorts of experiences that we found. Um, and honestly, just speaking to people, no one collects data on anything. Uh, it's all pen and paper. Uh, but where we saw an opportunity to kind of sort of digitize this, this uh, supply chain one step at a time. So that's kind of how the experiences on the ground translated to what we're doing today. That's incredible. And, and I know we discussed prior to you know, beginning this podcast, one of the things that we, uh, I, based on the work I do at the Christensen Institute is uh, studying market creating innovations, uh, a concept that was um, conceived by the late Professor Christensen. And he uh, came up with this um, definition of how do we create new markets and market creating innovations at the core of it. And I think just simply put market creating innovations uh, literally making products that are expensive and, um, and you know, uh, are available for a select few to be affordable and accessible to many. And I think, uh, to my own opinion, studying that innovation, I think you guys are in that space of market creating innovation. And it's really hard, you know, because you're creating a new value network. You're going after people that they don't have time, as you said, alluded to with the story. But um, but that, that in itself, that's where prosperity comes from. That's where you create immense wealth for people in the community as you build a company. And I, I really applaud you guys for what you guys are, the journey you guys are on. And, and I think this, that's a very inspiring take. And I hope most of our listeners, in fact, all our listeners check out your company, Garage Mobility. And we'll definitely put the links there and people can reach out to you in, in Ghana. Um, no, thank you so much for sharing. And beyond your co-founder, which you alluded to, are there other people on the team that um, have played a role or people just want to highlight on this podcast in terms of, or advisors or friends that have really helped you brainstorm some of these concepts or ideas? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, yeah, there, there are quite a, quite a few folks um, uh, besides myself and, and Cedric. Our team, we have, we have, we have a decent-sized team, 20 or so folks. In Ghana, um, we have a small team we're building out in Nigeria and Cameroon as well. Um, I'll say with some some of, some of the key folks that helped us um, on on the ground today. Our new head of operations, uh, amazing dude. Um, his name's Prince. Um, super knowledgeable. Uh, kind of help helping us go from that that stage where everything is a little bit chaotic. To having some sort of structure, um, so so he's been he's been an amazing amazing help. Um, friends on campus as well. I mean, you, we we talked about our other colleague Pelkins, is also being a good sounding board. Um, and then obviously a couple of couple of our our investors have been really really helpful. Um, Golden Palm is is one of them. Um, as as well as a couple of others uh, that again just helpful in advice. Uh, connections, introductions, again, all, all of that stuff really helps. Um, good friend of ours uh, on the ground, uh, Ato Benciencho. Mm. Um, 
it's super super it's been super helpful uh helpful for us on the ground so yeah yeah so many so many people uh, so many names that i'm missing i'm sure but those, those are the few that quickly came top of my top of my list um amazing it takes it takes a village to build a great company yeah <laughs> and just to bear in mind uh, literally the three people that have been on this podcast that a few months later they raised money uh, millions uh and I, I mean you can check it out this so i mean i think uh one thing that is really cool and i'm really fortunate is that i meet people that one day they have great you know great vision have great team and literally the markets when i say markets the capital markets or even private private markets really appreciate the work they're doing and um and a few months or even a few weeks later the i, I see them on the news raising a lot of millions of dollars, uh, which I find very compelling because it shows that just beyond the financial um, investment that they get, but also like how they're envisioning the future of Africa is sometimes very compelling that people are really willing to back them up uh, beyond that team members, but also uh, investors out there. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you on the news. <laughs> you can't tell if you're fishing or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm predicting the future here. No, thank you so much for sharing that. And just now to get into some uh, just inspiration question, but I think this is where people can really get a sense of kind of your, you know, what you value and just also beyond that, like how you really, you know, there's one thing of being a great company, but beyond that, how do you see the impact that that company will create in the communities? Right, uh, and one thing that um, maybe it's not said a lot, and it is the first question is like, how do this building a company is stressful? And if I may ask, how are you managing stress? Because I know right now you're finishing your final year, you're trying to you know, you know do communications back and forth in Ghana, maybe you're applying for your trip down there. How have you? How do you manage yourself so that you don't go? Yeah. If you can share with that, uh, that'll be that'll yeah, be. yeah. No, great, great, great question. I think everyone has their their way of managing stress. Quite frankly, for me, um, combination of sports, um, taking long walks. Uh, it's kind of hard to do the long walks in Boston now because it's freezing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I do. I do play sports. Uh, I love love running, okay. um, especially running without any headphones or any music. Yeah. It's a little bit therapeutic. Um, and then uh, meditation is another one. Uh, I've been slacking on that, but th those are some of the key ways that I personally personally de-stress. Um, I think you know, folks folks have different ways, but for me, a combination of sports, uh, running, uh, meditation usually does does it. Yep, those are two great ones. It's the meditation. Did you use the app Calm? No, I use Headspace. Headspace. Oh, okay. yeah. Get the make sure you get the guy with the British voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, um, that was a good one. <laughs> but, uh, the next question is like, what what are books that you have been reading or uh, that really helps you to see maybe how to approach the market? Or, or I mean, it doesn't have to be entrepreneurship, but like just books that inspire you, keep you going. Do you have any books that? You will you will mind sharing or you recommend to our audience? Let's see. Um, the last book I read, I probably won't, won't talk about it. Uh, the, la <laughs> the last book I read, I, yeah, I wouldn't share here. It's, uh, it's PG, very high. Um, but yeah, the, the, the one book that inspires me 
it's one called Leaders Eat Last, uh, Simon Sinek. Mm. Um, and I think this is probably one that I read when I was still in my old job. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I, I enjoy a lot is just like learning about leadership, talking to people who study leadership. So that, that was just a good way for me to learn more about like, you know, if eventually someday you'll, you'll be leading a bunch of people, like what, what's your responsibility to them? How, how should you think about uh, what your responsibilities are uh, as a leader? And so that, that's when I, I, I tend to, to, uh, to look back at, at, at a lot. There's another one uh, called The Goal uh that's probably the fastest book i ever read i think i read that in like a day or two tops um and it just essentially how how do you like plan accomplish things remain super laser focused that that was kind of my my takeaway from it. but yeah those two are two that you know every now and then you just go open up a chapter and like see what see what's there um yeah yeah i'll be those would be two that i highly highly recommend to read to read that's awesome. Uh, this first one, was it called Strategic Leadership with the Salmon? Oh. No, Leaders Eat Last. Eat Leaders Eat Last. Leaders okay. Eat Last. Okay, okay. That's good. Okay. Definitely add the link to the to end. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'll definitely have to read the, the first one, especially the second one. I have issues with goals. <laughs> yeah, no, the, it's it's an amazing book. And it, it's an easy read. It just flows. You know, you just kind of keep going. And we have a few hours. You could probably, if you're a fast reader, you could probably read it very quickly awesome thank you so much for sharing that um and this is the last but one question uh what uh, what will you tell young africans either in diaspora or on the continent on um out there who are trying to start companies or who are trying to create an impact back on the home on the on the motherland um would there be any takeaways you based on your own personal experience that you love to share and or any inspirational uh you know, words or phrases or yeah i mean i i don't know if i'm at the stage where i can inspire but I mean, i'll tell you what i've learned yes um and be that you know you could take that and see if it applies or not um but if, i mean one thing that i know has been consistent throughout whether that's you know here or you know personal life or or my old job um is you know just building the right relationships uh, you know i've, I've found that um a lot of decisions that that are made and you know even you speaking to investors like to invest or not to invest yeah you can have a fantastic idea uh, but you know usually boils down to the sort of relationship that has been formed throughout the process and so i you know i advise anyone who's trying to build or, or even if you're just trying to i don't know go work for some other company like the importance of relationships is is huge it's huge cultivating them, um, keeping keeping in touch, um, updating, you know, learning about what people are, sharing, making sure it's two ways and not just take, 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 but also give, give, give. Um, to me, I would say that that's, that's, um, that's one thing that, that could be consistent over time is just building the right relationships. And maybe if you start building a company, you know, the people that will help you recruit your first two, three hires as a friend who introduced you to somebody else or a mentor that told you to, to, to talk to somebody. So relationships are huge, but also maintaining them and being intentional about maintaining them. Definitely. I, I agree with you on relationships. I think that's really powerful. Um, just being genuine about people connection goes a long way. Um, that's 100%. I 100% agree on that. Um, yeah, definitely. 
definitely, definitely. Um, the last question, which um, in some cases, you know, it, it kind of, it's, I guess it's probably my access in a different way, but um, how do you, in your own way, and I know now it's like you're at the very early stages, as you said, but what, what do you want your, your legacy to be when you, once you build this, let me say 10 years from now, which I am 100% sure, I'll knock, I, I will bet myself on this. You, you're going to make it uh, really big. Uh, how do you want um, that legacy to be? Either garage mobility or just you as a person, the way you're creating impact on the African continent. I want mm. you to look at that. So when you look back five years, you're like, yep, I said this. And you came to yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, for legacy, for probably, I don't know, raising, raising, good kids you know that's that's oh, probably one, one thing that's a very good one that's very good, good kids that are you know, responsible respectful um and maybe entrepreneurial if they want uh, yeah i think that that's probably a probably a good thing to leave behind um definitely yeah i mean garage wise i think personally what i'll hope is that we build a company where our employees are can compete with any other employees around the globe mm -hmm. uh, and, and compete is up to you to interpret how you mean compete but the standards that they operate at should be nothing less than what you would operate at, at you know a company in the us or a company in europe asia that to me will be a great great accomplishment um yep. yeah yeah i think you know building such 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 a company with those kinds of you know processes in place to get people to 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 perform at a world-class level uh, every day that, yeah. that would be amazing yeah actually this is the first answer that i've gotten like raising raising good kids <laughs> that's <something. laughs> <laughs> that, like wow i was like i've never had this but uh that is really powerful and um i mean the the co-founder of andela i don't know what's either the uh, the co-founder but someone in andela said something to respect to the company like building uh working with uh, i'm sure it's under, under, under love to with one of these nigerian companies that he wants people that can compete on a global stage uh, uh, employees they'll be able to compete on a global stage so um yeah that's incredible and so yeah thank you so much i think that you you uh you have enlightened me and uh, definitely the, the, the listeners who uh, could be enlightened as well and uh we're i'm i'm personally looking forward to seeing how this evolves and you know, you know really create impact not just in Ghana or Africa but perhaps in the world as well so thank you so much for sharing your story and we're looking forward to seeing great things from you <laughs> no, thanks <laughs> thanks for having me man uh excited excited to share what we're building and yeah we should we should uh, get get a whiskey next time you're around <laughs> for sure for sure okay man uh, it was great to see you to so, our listeners uh it's ghana again from garage garage mobility um right now in ghana um you know but no the focus is kind of creating um accessibility to high quality um you know just car you know car manufacturing but car um, management uh across africa and i think they're already doing some incredible work so um looking forward to having your feedback on this episode and um, we are excited to see you guys in the next episode. Thank you, everyone.